0: Alright, guys, quick announcement. On Saturday night, August 29th, at the Hell's Kitchen Lounge in New- Newark, New Jersey, the This Is Happening podcast is having an event called Who Loves the 90s. It's going to be a Doctor Who themed uh, 90s dance party featuring DJ Luna, who does the Money Morning mixes, and myself, Diego. I do the Super Dance Party whenever I feel like putting it up. Uh, the music's going to be mostly 90s, you know, but, you know, being audio time lords, maybe we might play something from 1988 or play something from 2002 i don't you know some music music goes where it gotta go so let's give the address it's hell's kitchen lounge 150 lafayette street newark new jersey there's also gonna be like fire shows that's gonna be crazy you know some guys gonna try to break a world record so let's it's, you know come on out we'll cheer him we'll support that uh so one more time who loves 90s doctor who themes 90s uh party. And like I said, I don't want to see anyone on the Wikipedia complaining if we play something that's slightly out of 90s. Just come on out. Have a good time. It's no cover. 21 plus. Hell's Kitchen. The drinks are reasonably priced. You know, unlike these other bars. They overcharge you. Hell's Kitchen. They take care of you. They take care of me. Let's go take care of each other. So one final time. Saturday night, August 29th. Who loves the 90s? I know I do. (laughs) Three, two, one. And we're back here at the This Is Happening Podcast. I am Diego, and I'm joined by writer, producer, director, horror movie
1: maker, new movie maker in general, fan guy, Thomas Ryan. Thomas, introduce yourself. Hi, this is Thomas Ryan, um, member of Theater of Terror, founding member of Theater of Terror, singer, the bass player from Vlad the Inhaler, writer, director, and star of the film feature film Faces, multi-award winning feature film Faces. And the director of the short film Day Nine. Day Nine, good stuff. Now I remember I've seen Day Nine a few times. At a was that the Mojo that what it was Yep, yep, Mojo Lounge is now closed in Jersey City. Yeah. Emo Tears. Yes. Oh man, I thought I hear that. <laughs> yeah, Mojo's closed, but we had the premiere there. I think that's where you saw it. Yeah, that's where saw it. Right. Yeah, good yep. food. Yes, yes, excellent food. And it was a great turnout. We had about seventy people turn out. Well received film. Did pretty good. Uh, we won the audience choice, uh, Best Short Film Award at the third annual McCaffrey Film Festival on Long Island. So that was cool. Oh okay. shit, we also, we also shot part of, uh, Faces there too, right? Uh, yes, we did at the Mojo. That's absolutely right. We shot it upstairs on the second floor. Um, the bar scenes up there, courtesy of, uh, Mike Beck and, uh, Joma Arenana. Like, shout out to those guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I, I just realized something. I completely forgot I was in Faces. You were in Faces, yeah. Holy shit. That's were right. you eating chicken wings or something? I don't remember. Yeah, uh, Actually, actually, shit. It's way too early in the, in the program to be uh, diverging, but I gotta tell the story before okay. I get too drunk to don't forget. Go ahead. Alright, so, uh, one scene where we're shooting Faces took place, like, I think it was like a, it was like a job interview scene. Yep. And it was shot in, uh, in an abandoned, haunted, uh, Catholic school. Oh, yeah, in downtown Jersey. That's right. That's right. So, you know, I right. forgot that that you were that you were there. You were one of our extras in the waiting room. Yeah, that's right. So, Absolutely. So during when there was a scene where we needed things to be serious, I got kicked. Uh, Rich and I got kicked out of the room. Yeah, yeah. And we were exploring this uh, abandoned, uh, haunted Catholic high school. Uh huh. And um, we're gonna say it's Catholic. we're gonna say it's it was haunted, right? Yeah, I mean it was. Um I didn't see anything, but <laughs> it felt haunted, yeah. and it was definitely an old school, like like the, uh, um, the omen-type Catholic school, like a lot of statues around, uh, very a awesome. lot of creepy baby angel statues. It's not creepy, I mean, but they're creepy <laughs> at night, you know, with yeah. the right uh, the the lighting, lighting and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, yeah, very cool place um, that we were uh, uh, granted permission to use, and uh, it's actually now uh, a charter school. A charter school. Now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, any of you kids that are not listening to this podcast <laughs> that are not the charter school, remember it's on. It's on. Yeah, we found the. No, the, what I remember is that you know, we're, Rich and I were walking around and we found the wheelchair. Yeah. So like I'm like you know like let's take pictures of me in this wheelchair and we're like running right running down the halls with the wheelchair. The wheelchair was, was great. We actually wound up using that wheelchair for for a few shots. You did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. There was a few shots we used it for, so it came in handy. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So uh I remember. Uh, you know, I recently became single around that point in time, and a bunch of uh, my fr- email friends are all like, "You need to go on, you need to go on, you know, internet dating, mm. like, uh, like you know, OKCupid and blah 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 and Tinder." So, have you ever heard of Tinder, uh, mm. I've heard of it. Um, I didn't know it was an internet dating site, but I've heard of it. I thought it was just like a Twitter type thing or whatever. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's the most superficial app of all time. I love it. Okay. It's you post up your photos. So like I, when I first did this, I didn't know, know any of this. But you post up your photo. And, and, you know, obviously females post up their photos. And, and if you hit like on their photo. Okay. You can't message them unless they hit like on you back. So okay. it's completely superficial based on photos and maybe right. a paragraph. Right. Up on the site, right. right? Pretty much. I awesome. mean, I didn't know that at the time. But, uh, I just know dating site, you know, superficial, whatever. Yeah. But I didn't know it has to be, it has to be linked to your Facebook. So, you know, they take your profile photo. And if you don't edit yourself, yeah. they take five photos from random from their, from their profile. So for the first month of having Tinder, no matches, no matches, no matches. My ego's taking a drumming. Mm. I'm like, how, why is no, like, there has to be a female out there who likes this face. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. And then the morning I'm like, let me edit my, my Tinder profile. I, I go to my photos. I didn't notice, but Facebook took five random photos from my Facebook. And one of the photos of me in the wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> So all the girls <laughs> automatically said, "Oh, this guy he has got baggage." Yeah, they're like, "No, mm. that, this isn't happening." No <laughs> <times."> <laughs> oh man, you know, I find it hard to believe that you are, are uh, relying on these internet dating sites uh, to pick up old ladies. Right? Oh no, I don't. I like—I I did it just to shut them up because every female, they're all like. They'll tell me a horror story. Oh, I met this guy and it was a nightmare. Oh, but aren't these normally the girls that are probably trying to date you and so they're telling you, You need to date and they're talking about themselves? No no comment.
0: Hashtag yeah, no I, mean, comment. When, <laughs> I
1: mean Yeah, I uh I, I don't think I'd ever uh, do internet dating. I mean I'm married anyway, but I don't do internet dating. No, it's terrible. Yeah, it's gotta be kinda crazy. Yeah, like I mean I'm a I'm a I mean I don't have any I'm not on any more sites anymore. Like I do everything off my phone. But yeah. everything's a person, it's just like Hey, eye contact. Hey, how's it going? And if there's connection there, if there's not, that's right. Nothing personal. I don't get mad. You well, that's old-fashioned dating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's another episode we did already about dating. So I don't okay. have to re right into that. Okay. Okay. Alright. So so, so, so in case you guys don't know, uh, Faces is actually a romantic, uh, comedy about. Yeah. Um, about, um, a, a serial killer. Uh, no. <laughs> um, Faces is actually a, a suspense thriller. It's about an hour and 20 minutes running time. Um, it's about a guy named Frank Walker, um, who's very relatable. You saw faces. And so you know what I'm talking about. Um, he's out of work. Um, guy doesn't have any friends. Um, lives in a, in a dumpy apartment. Um, no job. Uh, I've mentioned that already. Yeah. Just very uh, socially awkward type of guy. Um but um, he's having a hard time. And he's, and he's also schizophrenic, which we never really announced that. But you can kind of tell from you things. Get that, the, uh, yeah, he get, get the impression from things that happened to him at the beginning of the film. And Frank has just experienced a really bad job interview, or one, of the, one, one, one of a string of many that he's gone through. And um, he's kind of at a tipping point now. He's, he's about two months behind on his rent. Um, we know that he was recently released from incarceration. Uh, we're not sure you know, whether he was in prison, mental institution, or what have you doing, schizophrenia, but we know that he's just out again. He's kind of awkward in society, and, uh, you know, you feel for the guy. You, you, you watch him, and you feel for him, what he's going through, because you can see that he's, it's not like he's a bad guy. Um, you know, and then until this one night when a local bar fly by the name of Charlie stops by his apartment, and uh, him and Charlie uh, kind of discuss Frank's life and where it's at, and um, something very important happens that night. Frank and the following morning that really changes the course of his life for the better and yet for the worse at the same time. So, yeah. I don't want to tell you too much more because yeah. it's, it, it's it'd be a big spoiler, but uh, it's heavy on suspense thriller. Um, a lot of great characters, uh, a lot of a lot of great people. Um, you know, I, I could run down a list. Um, Paul Gemitter played Charlie, um, Edward X. Young played Henry, uh, Dina Demko played Beth. Bradley Crienzo played Brad. Caroline Puzicki played Connie. Tom Shore played Jose the Landlord. Um, Joe Pariscan Joe Greco um, both played um, the Fuzz, the Police. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, Jason Greco and Joe Paraskan. I'm sorry, I was calling Joe Greco. It was Jason Greco. Um, Andrew Labruno uh, played John the Boss. And he also wrote the score for the film. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was crazy. We were shooting a scene, the one scene that Andrew was in, and, uh, at the end of the shoot, he says to me, This is, this is the day that you were there, playing an, playing an the extra there, and, 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 and We thought there were cops. Yeah, and it was a cop. Andrew is a cop. Andrew, Like? Yeah. Uh, Andrew is a cop. Yeah. Looking at, at, me and whoever you had, and had me the next word, like, Are those cops. Yeah, yeah. He's a cop, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of help from JCPD and, uh, JCFD for the, for the uh, film. Actually, giving us a hand doing stuff and making sure we get It's me cracking a beer that. And uh, but um, in any case, at the end of the shoot, he says, uh, "Hey man, I uh, I also write uh, scores and stuff, you know, soundtrack music." I said, "Really?" So send it to me because you run into a lot of people that will Same say things, that to you at yeah. conventions or whatever. Now because he was an actor and I knew and I and he was a nice guy, or whatever. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't you know BSing him. when I said, "Email to him. I did want to hear what he was doing because yeah. I hadn't really had a score yet. Yeah, film. I, I was thinking about writing it later. Um, guy sent me about eight files. That's fantastic. So we drop it into the film. Film wins best soundtrack, which I think was a combination of that and also as well as the 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 bands that we had, the their music in the film. Um, Sylvia Platypus. Um, film opens with their music. Fantastic stuff. Great mood setting music. Um, uh, we also had the, the music of Poly Abuse in there. Um, punk rock band from Jersey City. Um, uh, they lent us their music. Uh, we also had, uh, our band's music, Vladimir Nailer, in there. And, uh, pseudo Vlad band that I was in back in the 90s. We some of bar as well. So, yeah, we won Best Soundtrack, and that was cool. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great place to shoot. Um, everything fell into place by accident with the film. Just kind of goes to show you what, you know, Talking to people and networking a little bit—you never know—you might be talking to a guy that has, you know, that likes you, yeah. and suddenly he turns around and says, "I have access to all this warehouse space you could use." Yeah, and you know what I mean. So it's, yeah, that was, that school uh, dropped into our lap, so that was pretty interesting. Uh, nice, nice. I mean, the list you just read off—I mean, for of the for our uh, people who don't who don't uh, our listeners who are not from the New Jersey, New York area—they are like, who is that?" But the Locally, those are those are some top names you got there. You got Edward Young, Vienna, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all of them. Uh, Joe, mm-hmm. they're all people like you know they do. You got like you know you got a uh, great actors. They've been in a ton of indie films. Um, you know they they uh, really gave their best performances in these films, I thought, and that's why I asked them to be a part of the film. Um, I respect everything that they've done previously. Uh, Joe has appeared in several of Ryan Scott Weber's films. Uh, as a character Sheriff Tom and and he's also uh, playing a character um, I believe it's uh, Walter Banner in uh, his new film Pretty Fine Things it's coming out soon uh, and Joe is just a great actor and he's a good friend of mine and he did Day 9 with me and, uh, and I loved him and I wanted to give him more of a role and I just thought that you know, Joe is such a grisly dude and hmm. character and he pulls off Detective Donnelly really well in that um, and Dina same thing um, I, you know I love Dina. She's so great, and she was so great as Beth. And I really, I I really wrote this character to her strengths. I believe that you know she. she, I I love Dina's acting style, and I just thought that that this was gonna you know showcase that, and I thought she did such a great job in it. And I've even mentioned to people whenever they talk about a face's sequel or anything, I always tell them that I'm actually, I would actually be interested in doing a film about Dina's character, Beth. Nice. And just about her background, because there's so much more yeah. that I could tell about Beth, the character. And I think that Dina would be such a great leading lady. And so, you know, maybe soon, Dina, we'll see. But, <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, Joe, Dina, Ed Young was just, you know, awesome to work with. Uh, great. Got nominated for Best Supporting Actor uh, for playing Henry Benson. I thought Ed was great. He really, you know, Ed says that it's one of his top films He's done over 70 independent films. Yes, Ed's been in a lot of movies. He's been in a lot of movies. And Ed said that he's so proud of this film and he should be because he did such a great job and he brought such great weight to the character of Henry Benson. Um, you know, Paul Gemitter, uh, Paul's a character actor. He's done a lot of conventions, uh, done a lot of film festivals. And, um, I met Paul a long time ago when I was first writing this film and I, I tapped him as Charlie right away. And, you know, he delivered a great job and he also got a nomination for best supporting actor as well for the film, uh, which was well deserved. And, uh, you know, everybody, all these guys, they just brought such a life to, to the film and to the characters. Tom Short playing Jose, you know, he he thought it was so funny when I cast him as Jose. He says, I'm Jose. And he says, yeah, man. He just did such a great job, um, and brought such life. Playing the bar, playing the barmaid in places. Oh, she was so nice. sweet, natural, and believable, and everything. Yeah, I thought she did an awesome job. So I, you know, I, I tip my hat to all of those to all of those guys, and I thank them for what they contributed to the so film. It made it, it made it what it is, which we won many awards for the film, uh, film festival awards, was which you, I'm proud of. You took it to like Ohio or something? Yeah, we we were in the horror hotel in Hudson, Ohio, uh, the International Horror Hotel, um, where we won the uh, Viewer's Choice uh, Best Feature Film. Nice. Um, we, we got really great reception down there. Everybody that saw it loved it. Um, also at the McFestival, I won Best Actor for playing Frank. Um, we won Best Soundtrack there, and we also won, uh, Jesus Christ, I can't remember the third one. Macab Festival in Long Island. <laughs> yeah. Google it. Yeah, Google it. Um, or Bing. Whoever wants to be a sponsor, Google, Bing, one of you guys, sponsors, podcast, Axe, Jeeps, Lahore anybody for money. Yes. <laughs> oh, we also won the uh, Audience Choice Award. I'm sorry, I'm a copy. of Best Feature, Audience Choice Award, Best Soundtrack. Um. Uh, yeah, and uh, and mean for Best Actor, and uh, yeah. You know, we uh, anyway, the awards. Uh, the awards are great. I mean, it just it just kind of means that, you know, there there are people that that recognize that we tried to really deliver, um. You know, a, an independent film, but sometimes you know, sometimes indie films that are low budget or especially horror are going to be garbage, and that's yeah, not they exactly. Have be, they have to be shot. Yeah, that's not exactly true, and we and we did this film on a very low budget, um, but we we everybody I think delivered an A game, you know, on that budget, and and I think that that shows in the film. It just reflects in the film. Yeah. Uh. Well, how long? Like, what's the process like for you, Do you, Like, for, I don't know, like, cause you know. You, you know, you. Have, I reckon you got the full time job. Yep. You got the wife and the kids. Yep. And then you know, you got the band. Yep. And now you and you're at movies. Like that's like, it's like a lot of a lot on the plate. Like, yep. how, what's what's the uh what's the process for you? Like, how do you be like, you know, when you, when you're developing faces or developing uh, day nine. Yeah, well, with everything that you just mentioned, I've, I've I'm kind of lucky because my circumstances are a little bit different than most. I'm in sales, so I get to work on the road. Stuff. Stuck in the office from 9 to 5 in traffic all the whole time. So, you know, I'm lucky that way where I do get to spend a lot of time with my kids and um, at the same time work for a little An idea that I might have. Um, so, with Faces, uh, well, you know, I'll start with Day Nine, my first short film. That idea, um, this is after I was working with uh, Corrado, Godaletta on Dead Road, um, which you were on the set of and yeah, you played a zombie see. on we'll that. that. Yeah, I exactly. Think, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm not going to give any spoiler alerts, but you, you and I are in the final scene of that uh, series. Spoiler alert. Uh, i <laughs> having a heart attack right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm working on this, on the set with Corrado. And then on the, on that set, I met Pat Devaney, who is uh, the creator of, uh, uh, zombie hunters, city of the dead, uh, along with a whole other crew of guys out there, Chris Murphy and, and, uh, and Mike Scardio, and, uh, um, uh, Richie uh, I think it's some guy of say, yeah, no, yeah, Richie I went to school with him Okay yeah. yeah, I actually went to school All those guys Like Corrado, Rich And uh, Oh, not Richie, Roberto. Not Rich Roberto. He was Yeah, yeah Rich, <laughs> Rich uh, Roberto, And the other guy mm-hmm. I got his name uh, Humberto Right, Humberto yeah. Humberto yeah. yeah, but that was It was so much fun Working on those sets With those guys And uh, when I um um When I came to do Day 9 I wanted to kind of Do my own version of the zombie film, because I love zombie films. I love, grew up watching the Romero stuff, Return of the Living Dead as well. Um, You know, um, just really had a passion for it and working with these guys just kind of sparked something in me that said, hey man, I want to, I want to do my own, you know. I want to. I, this could be done, you know. Technology has changed so much. So much. When I was a kid, I was a filmmaker. Yeah. But we were using VHS cameras. We didn't have editing yeah. boards. I couldn't cut VHS tape when I was it's a kid. I forgot. Crash. It was like crash editing. I think they call it. Yeah. You know, VHS. VHS. Yeah. It was. And and, and I couldn't do that because I was doing. It I was so young. We we were looking, we had one VHS yeah. you know, player. So, um, you know, we couldn't do what we could do today. And when I was on the set with this with Corrado, with when I saw what he was doing what he was cutting together I said man this is possible I could I could try to start telling stories again and uh so I wrote day nine and um you know this is this is what I my advice to anybody that wants to make films. when I wrote day nine um I basically said how can I make a film without spending a lot of money at all and yet tell you know a very good compelling story yeah so the first thing that came to me was well I can't get actors that I'm gonna have to rely on their time because if you're not, I don't have money to pay anyone, and if they're gonna volunteer, there's only so far somebody will go for you yeah. as far as filming. So then I said, okay, I'll be the star of the film. That's now, now that's covered. Yeah. I asked my wife to be in the film. That was covered. Um, and then I kind of went out on Facebook and and networked with a bunch of people. Said, hey, who wants to show up and be a zombie? And, and yeah, I and remember, film. I remember that. I was gonna go, but. I- me and the girl had a falling out that movie. Oh. We didn't know. see that? Over a woman, you missed out being a part of nine, film history. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a great shoot. We had a ton of zombies come out—about thirty people—and uh, we had this great special effects crew come out. And um, you know, I saw uh, Justine and. Uh, and uh, I don't. Know, did Cage work on that movie or no? Cage, no cage. Yeah, I think because I think he's. I mean, I've known that guy for years. I think he's finally. Uh, he's finally. Finally pursuing his passion. Yeah. You know, like like you know. That's my dude right there, Cage. Shout Cage out is to you, cool. Bro. No, Cage is very cool and heavily involved in I'm gonna I'm gonna get Cage in the film, don't worry about that. I didn't know Cage back then. Yeah. I met him through actually through uh day nine. I just wanna mention uh mention Alicia too that did special effects on day nine, I'm sorry about for rap. Um but yeah. Um I will definitely uh Cage is a great character actor too and he's been making a lot of appearances at a lot of uh events and just a very cool guy to yeah. hang out with and uh there's so many great people in that scene too, man. It's. uh I, I feel like I feel like the scene is getting ready to like uh, blow up. Like, like I feel like we we've been on the cusp of the underground for so long. Yeah. I, I feel like something's gonna happen where like we could like like something's gonna catch on. I don't I'll know tell you, I know, on. I know so I personally know so many talented filmmakers that I cannot see you being wrong about that. I mean I'm waiting for one of these guys to turn around and say hey you know Lionsgate just picked up our film or or you know um, New Line Cinema just picked up our our script. Yeah. Because these guys are coming out with some great stories and you know, you know what's great about the scene is that I'm inspired by these guys and you, and you hang out with them and you talk to them and we're all doing our own thing and coming out with our own projects and um there's talented makeup artists to lighting guys that that I'm meeting these guys, or just two incredibly handsome background uh, extras. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 funny, man, because you just meet so many people that are that to the passion for what they're doing, and they're they're extremely talented. And like you said, I can't see. I mean, I have a bunch of friends already that are all appearing in shows like Gotham and Daredevil. Yeah. And they're playing extras, but they're getting great screen time, Law and Order. Yeah. And, you know, these are people I've been in films with, and I, I'd love to see them get there because that is the next step to where they want to go. And I believe where they can go. I like to see so many great talents out there um, that I know. Um, I could run down a list of names, but I'm going to forget somebody. And, and then, somebody then else. that's exactly sure what happens. <laughs> and then that's why I always always throw that uh, disclaimer. Yeah. Uh, uh, guys, yeah. Relax. Yeah. That's guys relax they're having a few beers Mm -hmm, mm you've forgotten don't worry that's why we have a uh we have a section of the show called callbacks right so like next week we're still doing callbacks from the first episode of ritz i like that but uh (laughs) so uh so how long have you been doing uh the band glad the inhaler and where did the name come from um glad the inhaler was uh yeah we this is a band that formed when i was back in college um I was living with my roommate, Jeff Mason, at the time, and uh, we had a a lot of friends coming over the house. We had one friend in particular, Russ Bellucci, who was a guitar player. Um, He was from a band, a hardcore band called Justice League. And uh, Jeff was uh, in a band called Gladiators of Pain. Um, And I had just uh, come out of a band called Murder X, and we were basically uh, a cover band. We did uh, um, predominantly white zombie uh, covers, uh, back in the old white zombie days. We did Pantera, we did Danzig, we did Megadeth. Um, so anyway, we were in an apartment hanging out in college and, and, uh, drinking and getting stoned, and, uh, we wound up, uh, we wound up, um, forming this band called Black the Inhaler, and I think we actually, you know, just to, to get right down to it, we, uh, we tripping on mescaline one night, and uh, <laughs> it was like we had this weird vision about the, about us jamming together, and we came up with the name d And we formed this band, and uh, allegedly, allegedly. Anyway, that's that's the way it came about, and uh, yeah, we've been jamming. Actually, we, 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 we jammed for a few years after that, and um, and then after college, we all grew up, we got jobs and families and, and, and uh, responsibilities and stuff, and then. Uh, we had a 20-year reunion in the 2010 at Pearl Studios in Jersey on Cook Street, where we all used to jam regularly uh, back in the 90s. And so we had a 20-year reunion there, and uh, Jeff and I got back together, and we got uh, Rory Bustamante to play with us. Because uh, Russ now lived in Virginia and couldn't make it up for the reunion. So we got uh, Rory to play in the band. And we did some Vlad the Inhaler covers. Hmm. And uh, we, we, uh, we lit the fire again, and uh, we've been jamming ever since. We came out with an album called The Human Infection. 11 all-original songs. And uh, we're working on our next album right now. Should be about another 11 or 12 tunes coming at you. And uh, actually, Rody has left the band, and he's now playing with uh, Suffer again, which is a death metal band that he was in back in the 90s. Yeah. They've uh, they've gone back together, and uh, we have now Tony Lambides, Anthony Lambides, who was in my band Murder X way back in uh, the day. Uh, he's now playing guitar for us, and we're writing some new uh, shit. It sounds great. Circle of life. Mm-hmm. That's right, that's right. Yeah, so uh yeah, that's Vlad the Inhaler, man. It's um you know, we're basically more of a studio band. We don't do a lot of gigs. if if you do see us, you'll probably see us at a convention or a film festival. Yeah. Yeah, because uh again, like you mentioned, we got a lot of you know, different responsibilities. I got family and I got work and stuff and and if the band suddenly gets discovered and starts paying the bills, I could I could definitely dedicate mm-hmm. more time to it. But uh yeah, nah right now it's uh Right now, it's, um, you know, we're writing music, we're putting out CDs, and we're just getting our sound out. I mean, it's a different time we live in, man. You can put stuff on CD Baby, you can put stuff on Reverb Nation. Oh, Bandcamp. Right. I mean, it's like, there's so many outlets to get it out there. So, that's what we're trying to do. You know, we have no, uh, you know, delusions of grandeur, or, you know, or anything like that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we're trying, man. We're just, it's just and roll. Yeah, rock and roll and you. Yeah, you can find us on Vlad the Inhaler on Facebook. Um... We're out of, uh, I think you should say we're out of Jersey City, New Jersey, in case, I think there's a DJ called Vlad the Inhaler. It's on Facebook, too. Hmm. Uh, but you can find us on VladTheInhaler.com. Um, yeah. Yeah, or check us out on Reverb Nation, Vlad the Inhaler. I think we're on SoundCloud, too. I try it all, but I'm so old for this old shit, man. I lose track of <laughs> I'm it. I'm not, a, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan of the SoundCloud. Yeah. I, mean, I love listen to loop music, but I don't like posting my stuff. Too. Yeah, no. No. Yeah, no. You got paper. Too much. I'm not paying for anything. I just put it on there. Alright. Uh, yeah. If you, I think if it's more than two hours, I think. Okay. Then you gotta pay for it. Oh, I just got like four tunes up there. Uh, okay, then you're good. Yeah, that's it. Um, that's it. what are some of your inspira, like you know, inspirations, like um, movie wise and such? You know, somebody asked me this question the other day. And I think, you know, the best answer I could be, it wouldn't be fair to me to start listing like a few directors because it's like the shout outs again, like you forget stuff, man. I, you know, I grew up, I was born in in 1972. I grew up watching everything, you know, that was great at the time, Jaws and Star Wars and, and, and freaking Night of the Living Dead and, and, and. You know, Friday the Thirteenth and Halloween. When it comes to horror, like The Howling and, and all that old stuff and that great stuff, and even the like. And I grew up watching the Universal classics, Dracula and Wolfman, and and, and uh, you know the Mummy and, and the Creature from the Black Lagoon and the Sci-Fi stuff and and watching Dark Shadows and watching it's and, and uh, oh my gosh, there's just so many you know uh, so many. Shows, sci-fi, horror, dramatic. I love action films. I grew up watching tons of action films. Mando. I mean, Terminator, uh, um, the original Alien. Um, uh, you know, all, all these films have influenced me in one way or another when it came to filmmaking because I think when I was a kid, at some point, film just grabbed me, yeah. and 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 when I looked at it and I realized it was a script and actors and special effects and props and sets and camera work and lighting, I just thought, wow, this is so great. Like I would love to bring a story to life like this, you know, and and, and I guess just those possibilities opened up for me. And so when I watch films, and trust me, when I watch films, I don't like, you know, uber-analyze, the lighting and all that shit. You know, if, yeah. if if I watch it like four or five times and maybe yeah. I always try to walk into a film and enjoy it like an audience member, like, let me just get caught up in this first film. First time let's have fun. Let's exactly. Have fun. Let's just have fun checking it out. And, 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 um, so like I said, man, I've been inspired by so many filmmakers and actors and genres and, uh, and, uh, many to list. So just collectively since, since let's say 1975 or so, Everything since then until now has influenced me as a filmmaker. Or well, everything that I've seen on screen. We're actually going to edit out the year you were born. We're going to lie and say you were born in 1991. It actually, hit me, it actually hit me in the heart a few I was at a bar and I was talking to a girl. And she's like, oh yeah, I'm 23. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I did the math. Wait, wait a minute. That means you were born in the 90s? <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's crazy, man. Yeah, i tell you. <laughs> I'm telling everybody out there man old age jumps up on you you don't know You know, one minute you're 20 and then the next minute you're listening to people talk about it in 1991 it's just like it doesn't make sense to yeah. me yeah I mean it's totally, yeah, like, technically somebody could tell you they were born in 2006 and they're you know 18 years old or 19 years old yeah and like I'm expecting uh, my my high school reunion to like be hitting on one of my mates uh, like daughter she just turned 18 god almighty and I think about it, we didn't have a lot of High teen pregnancy. Yeah. Her. So she got knocked up when she was 14 and 20 year reunion. Yeah, for <laughs> <opening starts. laughs> yeah. Sorry, girls got knocked up when they were 14. Oh, I'm getting daughters. Oh, man. God almighty. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, the body ages, the mind doesn't. <laughs> yeah. No, sorry, no, I'm, still, I'm still fighting it. But with, uh, with beer. Beer is actually an anti agent thing for Puerto Rico. Oh. Oh.
0: <laughs> it's, only a, it's only. That's a, yeah, what it, it is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a beer and uh shit. I say a racist joke, but I forgot the music. Yeah, beer and salsa. There you go. That's what <laughs> that's what keeps us Puerto Ricans young. Nice, nice. But uh, yeah, actually, it was my high. School, I got suckers. At, you know, I thought it was my high school reunion a few weeks ago, and I show up. Turns out it was just a. Uh, it was just a meeting people to plan the high school reunion. Oh, um, and you were I, like, oh, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to plan. Nothing. I just want to show up, dude. Yeah, I, thought just, I, thought, I just thought coming here was, yeah. you know, my, 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 my <laughs> high school. I actually just had my 25th high school reunion that so long ago. Oh yeah, which school? Uh, it was academic high school. Where's that at? Uh, academic high school uh, was on Bentley Avenue in Jersey oh, City. Oh, Jersey City. Right. Yeah, but I, I, I believe, I do, maybe, maybe it's the old number. I, 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 I don't remember. Where they moved to, but uh, yeah. So you just had your 25th reunion. 25th reunion, yeah. Yep. I graduated in uh, in 90. And uh, it was a great time. I love seeing all my old class. How many of them look so good? That's good. To hear. I think, I yeah. think the recent generations, because when we were growing up, like our parents, they were, they look like they, they jumped from like 30 to 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think now, it's just growing up more, like I think concerts. time, yeah, right. Times were a lot different then, yeah, a lot tougher, and people were, yeah, didn't didn't realize the stuff that they were doing to their bodies. And there's still people like that today that don't, you know, they realize it, but they don't care. But yeah, I would definitely say that there is a big change. I mean, I, I mean, there's a lot of people that I saw that just looked fantastic. They didn't look like they just barely left high school. Joe oh, and I were we're not even in high school yet. Mm. Shout out to Carrado and uh, Rich and Umberto. Um, yeah, so that kind of, that kind of annoyed me, and, uh, yeah. the only thing I contributed night of the reunion was, uh, like, we would have to, we would, they gave us, like, notes to write, and I didn't put my name on it, but so I just put Key Party. Key Party. <laughs> 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 I'll bring the paper plates, how about that? <laughs> so I put Key Party, key and cool. then, uh, this one chick, she was annoying my boy, uh, I'm not going to say his name, she yeah. was annoying my boy, because he's a, he's fuzz. Yeah. So I'm like, alright, she's annoying him. So I put her. I put above above the key party. I put her name. Like it's her suggestion. Right. We're right. All, so far, you and we are all gonna be swingers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so he saw I did that, and he's like, he's like, you know, he knows that. I have, no matter what I say, I always got his back. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> key party. So if we have a key party for a high school reunion, I'm, then I'm gonna blame him, and then his wife's gonna kill well, him. I wouldn't tell her. I will. <laughs> I'll have your back for only so long, especially if I get their key. <laughs> just, kidding, just kidding, just kidding. I have no idea what this light looks like. <laughs> so you wouldn't use the key, or I would not You would use it just yeah, why not? Because you're curious. Yeah, she you yeah, could yeah. be hot. Yeah, she could be. You know. Let's see. Well, let see. Let's see. You know, many stories start out like that. <laughs> you know, Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. No. Or she might be armed. She might be armed. She might, they might be. Uh, so we're going back to the movie thing. Yeah. So your advice it would be to like would be would, would be filmmakers is because you know I I I messaged you a bunch of times hey Thomas I have an idea for a movie and then I'll just like two days later fuck I gave up then then again Thomas I have another idea for a movie just like alright give up again yeah look number one um you have to go you have to go in stages um. Don't try to make your first... If you're going to try to make your first film... If you've never made film before, if you're not a filmmaker, if you're not somebody that's walked around with a camera and tried to film a story before, yeah. please start small. Get, get something... A very inexpensive HD digital camera to fit. Don't, don't go out and spend $3,000 on a camera so that you're fifth a week's... You want to build. So I believe that a good story starts with writing. You know, when it comes to independent film, it's funny because... It comes down to, like, there is a handful of talented people out there that are writers, directors, um, because they have to be. Because they don't have a lot of money. They don't pay a guy to write a film for them. Yeah. So this guy's writing the film, and then he's going to direct his own film. And then most of the time, he's going to produce, his, produce own his own film. film. Yeah. And then if, you know, most of us indie actors, we like to have a little fun. So we want to star in our own films or at least participate in them in some way or another. So you're the only person you can trust. Right. And, and what happens is, is, um, you know, if, if you're thinking about making something that looks fantastic, like you're watching when you go to the, to the movies and pay $16 to see a movie, it's not going to happen right away. Mm -hmm. Start small. You have to develop your art, develop your eye, see what your films are going to look like. What they're gonna feel like, Um, you know. Again, man, I'm saying I cannot, I cannot, you know, emphasize enough how important story is. Um, You know, you were gonna do an indie film about, you know, some zombies coming into your backyard, ripping off heads or whatever. You know, okay. Um, I don't know if you're gonna get a lot of attention from something like that or. Yeah, and I mean, listen, that's what Day Nine was. It was an indie film about zombies. But with Day Nine, I think there's I, we, I was trying to sell the story of that film and not the zombie portion of that film. It's like to be, not to cut you off, but yeah. I feel like Day Nine was like a without sounding weird, but I felt like it was a legit love letter to your wife, disguised as a zombie film. And I felt that's what I felt like. I felt like I, um, it was a, uh, a a short film that was a love letter to your wife, in as a zombie film. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it kind and it kind of was because it was more of a it was more driven on the relationship between the, the main character and his wife and what happens to them during the zombie apocalypse. So absolutely, you know, that was that was my intention because there's so many awesome zombie action films out there. I can't top that making an indie film. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think outside the box. You know, I'm thinking, if you're telling people, think outside the box. Like If you want to do a horror film, if you want to do a comedy or whatever, try to think outside the box and think within your means. What can I afford? A lot of filmmakers, you know, I know a lot of filmmakers that have just kind of envisioned things that were way above budget. Oh, yeah. Then you get stuck in production freaking limbo. You know, and you're just you're trying to make a movie that you just can't afford to make. And, and there's Kickstarter and Indiegogo and, and, and GoFundMe and stuff. You know, personally, I don't use that stuff because I don't want to – if I want to make a film – I want to make a film because I want to make a film. Yeah, I'm not going to tell people I want to make a film and can you please help me make the film. Um, I think my goal is to make low budget films that are so fucking good. Somebody's going to say to me, hey, man, I want to fund your next film. And now yeah. I don't have to go out and ask for money. Yeah. If I can get a guy that's a producer. Or a company that wants to give us money to make a film that because likes a story that I do and I come to one of story and say, hey, I want to give you money to do the next film. That to me is good. I just don't want to get caught up relying on outside means for the budget because then it's that's going to halt my whole creative process. Yeah. I write something I want to make it. So while I'm writing it, I write it so that I can make it. As, 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 i don't know if you understand what i'm saying about no, no, that you know no, what i mean no. but i just kind of try to think what can i do what can i do right now with the money that i have in my pocket what can i do and work and work around it right i'm not gonna write i'm not gonna write a freaking space trilogy no. and then say to everybody i gotta raise money to make this because i need to get you know yeah so astronaut you gotta, suits. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta you gotta work to your strengths right it's like i mean that's like like Kevin Smith had a Kevin Smith had a yeah Kevin Smith had a, uh, he had a, he worked at a, at a store, so a store gave him some time, time and money, whatever, so, you know, that's where Kirks came from, and then from there he was able to, to grow. After Hector and I were done with the interview with, uh, with Churzel, I'm like, holy crap, we can make this movie. <laughs> uh, and the thing, the problem is that uh, while, while I was drunk and making bullshitting to kill time, uh, I, gave, I gave away the main spoiler of the movie. So I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you off the air. Okay. Because the thing is, it wasn't even a real movie. It was yeah. like it was just a joke. I was like, Charles, let me say the worst thing. Let me say the stupidest thing possible, and let me see, can you make that into a film? And the more we kept talking, the more Hector and I kept looking at it, like, this, is, this sounds good. This <laughs> Potential. Yeah. And you know, and let me tell you, man, that that's another big thing when you come up with your best ideas, jot them down. I mean, Day 9 and Faces both came from. Uh, a word spreadsheet that i have on a computer yeah. when i sat down one day and started jotting down all my different ideas so here's a funny story i want to tell you about that one of my ideas i thought would be a great film all right and i'm going to tell you about the idea because it's already been fucking done and i'm pissed oh not the time okay i wrote a script about a guy oh. that has some brain tumor or something right he goes to the doctor this brain surgeon Highfalutin guy, whatever, whatever kind of tumor he's got is really serious. So this brain surgeon is one of the top of the country. When he's checking out the guy, he's just saying, listen, I have something that can reverse this tumor, shrink the tumor mm-hmm. without any radiation or what have you. We could do it in a way. Um, but it's So we don't know. So the guy goes in, goes in for the treatment. Mm-hmm. Boom. Um, reduces the tumor but slowly starts to let the guy have access to his brain, his entire brain, yep. every, every, you know, a hundred percent usage of his brain. Mm-hmm. There, so it sounded like a great story. The reason I didn't make it yet is because, said, you know, that's a lot involved in that, man. Yeah. Right. With Scarlett Johansson. And I say, holy smokes, which was a very cool story. But after I saw it, I thought I couldn't. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I like the movie, but I'm just saying, mine would have been a little bit cooler. Mine was going to be a little bit more evil. More evil? Yeah. My 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 tagline was like, "Men, uh, men can only use, uh, you know, what is it, ten or fifteen percent of his brain." Yeah, I think that's public. Well, whatever it is, I know I've heard other people say they use a lot more percentage of his brain, but whatever. Men can only use ten percent of his brain. There's reason. Whatever, maybe that's not the greatest. Idea. <laughs> yeah, but, no, that was a good, right. that was a good uh, impression of what's his name. Right. Uh, yeah, dark voice. movie guy got? Yeah, but yeah, it was going to be like you know more like an, on the evil side. Like the more of his brain he can access, the more he wanted to destroy like, in a world. In a world. So yeah. The idea I have with Hector is uh, we're still working on the title, but it's kind of it's called. We got two two working titles. Uh gay road roadhouse, gay house, yeah, you know, road house with a gay bouncer. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and um, right, so, is this a porn flick? No. Nah. Okay. And uh, rainbows of fury. Rainbows of fury. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so it's gonna be like gay superheroes? Or? No, it's a long story short. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say it again. Uh, <laughs> Hector and I were gonna play a couple. Okay. And. The, through the first half of the movie, I'm wow. like, why did you use quotes when you said "play"? a <laughs> Couple, <laughs> <laughs> <Air> quotes. <laughs> he, he hasn't fully committed yet. <laughs> okay, he doesn't. He doesn't know yet. He's still in the fence. Okay, so so uh, I play. I, my my job is that I'm um, in in the movie. I'm like Patrick Sleazy I'm like a bouncer. Gotcha. And every and you know every night, like Hector plays my uh my feminine boyfriend. <laughs> right. And he
0: brings and he brings me like like you know like you know when the bar's closing, he brings me dinner.
1: Okay. Or, you know, something like a, like a meal. Okay. And, you know, and, you know, I, obviously with drunk guys, I call it several fights. And, you know, it's like, you know, fight scenes involving me. Like, <laughs> uh, I'll, 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 leave, I'll, leave. Do all the bouncers have, like, tight pink t-shirts? No, we're just, <laughs> no, it's just, there's no, the thing is, we're trying to make it like, right now, we're, we, we, now that we're working on it, just, there's just gonna be no stereotypes. There's gonna be two dudes okay. who just happen to, you know, whatever. Okay. Like, a spoiler, okay. Like, when we, when Don't give go, it away, like, cause, yeah. this could be hitting YouTube in, like, the next, Thirteen and, years, and then while we're shooting, when we shoot. If we ever shoot the movie, like people are going to be like, "There's a twist in the middle." There's a twist. Ig- ignore the commercials. Right, I hear you. So yeah, I hear be- you. You it to go viral, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so so the first half is pretty much Gay Roadhouse, except it's, okay. it's yeah, it's gonna have to take place in a straight bar. Okay. Let me know when that comes out. Well, we gotta actually work on a script that's more than a paragraph long. Yeah. Because all we have is the name of them. what we have is a, what we have is a tagline. Gay Roadhouse, rated R. <laughs> this is a tagline, <laughs> yeah. rated R? Yeah, Gay Roadhouse, rated R. Oh. This rainbow is furious. Wow. Okay. Rainbow? Is that the name of the one? No, we have no idea. We have literally okay. no idea. Like, I just, I just started bull- bullshitting Churzel, and then from there just snowballed into yeah. an idea. And yeah, let's just hope the idea is still there. Still there. Come, come by the time this episode airs. Well, if you need somebody to play the Sam Elliott character, I'll be happy to <laughs> contribute. Right, that's that's a former lover that uh, Hector's jealous of. God damn it, Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, my character's name is Rico. <laughs> oh, Rico. Yeah. God damn Rico. <laughs> and that's the audition. This whole, this whole podcast is actually not. the audition, yeah. Did it yeah, no. actually, the there, there actually is no podcast. I just made us all up to get you up in here. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because now I want to throw some shout outs to some films I'm appearing in that should be coming out very soon. Uh, so, uh, Black Wake uh, is a film uh, that I've done recently. Um, it was with uh, Kelly DeGaulle, um, directed by Jeremiah Kitt. Kelly's in the movie with me. Um, Jerry Jandra wrote the script. Um, it's an awesome story. Jerry did uh, Painkiller, which is a great short film, and he did that with Jeremiah and Kelly as well. So we're doing Black Wake, and uh, Eric Roberts is in it, and Tom Sizemore is in it, with other big names. That, you, wanna, you have to be top-building. Yeah, it. i got to be top-building in my scenes. i got to be the biggest actor in my scene. Um, I don't know if that is the truth, if the guy was... I, anyway but it that's, that's in my contract and the blue &ms but yeah so uh no it's a, it's a, it's a great it's a feature film that's coming out um I'm very excited to check it out it's called black boy showing up a lot of showing up a lot of screenshots lately and uh, on Facebook and it looks fantastic you can find the page on Facebook and I'm also in um, a film that was formerly called in the shadow of the imp and um, I'm embarrassed that I didn't film I remember the film but if you look up uh, in the Shadow of the um, on Facebook, I think it should still be up there probably with a, a, a link to the new title. The title. Right. Um, but that's uh, um, Mass Graves Pictures. And uh, I'm in that film uh, playing a character by the name of Danny. Uh, there's a lot of great actors in the film. And uh, uh, I've, I've had a great time on that one. Dina's in that film with me, actually, again. And, Shout out uh, to Dina. Yeah, Gina and. Powerful. Uh, and. Uh, in it too. So uh, it's uh it's a film kind uh, of about some demonic stuff. Uh, I don't want to give away too much, but the effects in this film have been fantastic. It's just been so much fun to be in it. But um, I'm actually shooting that uh, my next scene, my last scene next week for that one, and then hopefully we'll see it, you know, out by how. Hall- come on, come on, man. <laughs> God, dang it! Uh, do you edit your films, or do you have someone else do it for you? The process. I edited day nine um faces was shot and edited by uh, my director of photography chris santiago my collaborator um chris is awesome if you don't know chris you got to look him up he's in his name is syringe he does tons of uh graffiti documentary type street art films throughout jersey city north bergen we everywhere um he hooks up with some very um, big name artists from Europe documents their work, their graffiti work, their artwork. He gets involved in a lot of uh, um, uh, showcases and art festivals and stuff like that when it comes to that. Um, but Chris Chris edited faces. I sat with him for oh God, a couple of scenes, a couple of things, but Chris edited 99% of faces. Um, it was funny because when we first shot the film, I wanted to edit it. And um, yeah. Chris shot, because I edited day nine. I did all the editing on that. Chris sent me a few scenes that he did from Faces, and I was sold. I said, man, this is you. You take care of it. So uh, I thought he did a fantastic job. And Chris and I actually recently shot a uh, music video for the uh, Ted Allen Paul Band. It's like a rock and belly band. It's for first song called Money. Is it, is it available on YouTube yet? Or not? Um, it is going to be available, I'd say, within the next week or so. Um, his album is coming out. I think he's coming out with an EP, and he's uh, following that up with an LP. Um, but, uh, it's, it's a great tune. It was, Chris got some awesome footage and did a great, fun Yeah. Um, I directed that video for them and, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, and it's, a, and, 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 you know, this is another thing I say to filmmakers, man. It's like, you know, broaden your horizon. Make sure that, that, that you're not just saying, I'm going to stick, sit here and just do, you know, one thing or the other. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you like film, film things. Um, practice your shots. Practice, you know, knows knows so much about his camera settings that I have, I'm clueless about. And he gets those right shots with the right look and the right settings. And, and it's just something that you know you got to consider. And um, I would work on um, partner crime when it comes to this type of stuff. And uh, you know, it's important when you want to get that look, especially you realize you start getting to the point where you feel that your stories are good and your acting is good. Yeah. You want to make sure that your sound and your and your visuals are good as well. Yeah. So all right, so Yeah. Yeah. Editing seems like a nightmare, right? Or for you? Editing is is no, I mean editing to me is is I can't wait to get to cutting it together and to see what it looks like. Um, but it is a long and it's time consuming process. Absolutely. So, you know, all the kudos go out to all those editors out there that sit in front I mean no, when I was doing it for day nine, man, I was I was sitting there for you know till three or four in the morning. Yeah. You know, and 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 what it becomes for a filmmaker is it becomes a, a passion and it becomes an obsession. And so now you're sitting there and you and you're, and you're cutting stuff together and you know that's so you know it's so funny because editing is so kind of under. Yeah, that's like they don't get their props. They don't get their props. So the accolades are not there for them. And when you look at it, you're like, man, you know. When a guy cuts together a film so good that you're in your seat and you're like oh sh- oh shit and you're jumping around and you're like backing up and you're and you're on the edge of your seat yeah yeah that has a lot to do with acting and it has a lot to do with you know the effects and the shock value and all that stuff but what you don't the, like we said the, the, the very you know the unspoken guy is that editing guy that cut that scene. Where he made an actor look awesome yeah. in a scene. You know what I mean? Or made a fight scene look ridiculous because he cut it together so well. Then you're looking at behind the scenes in that same film and you're looking at the guys and you're like, would they fight in a slow motion or whatever? And you know what I mean? And it's just, it's amazing what these guys could do, man. And definitely they don't get the props that they deserve. All right. And I think, yeah. all right. I think on that note, we're going to shut this bad boy down. That's Thomas. It? Yeah, Tom, Yeah, we're hitting the hour mark, and, uh, yeah, yeah, so... I have so watch. much more to say. All right. Keep <laughs> saying, I'll be back. Say some final words. Yeah, so uh, if anybody wants to reach yeah. out and pick up a copy of our feature film faces, you can email TomR666 at Comcast.net. Your PayPal is $14. That includes shipping. I will send you a signed copy of the DVD to anywhere in the U.S. If you also want a copy of our album, The Human Infection, our first album from Blind Inhaler, you can also email me there. You can look me up on Facebook and send me a friend request. You can look up Theater of Terror on Facebook. That's T-H-E-A-T-R-E of Terror. Or you can look us up at theaterofterror.net. You can check out our website. And you can subscribe to our page. There's a lot of stuff on the website to check out, including trailers and links to uh, a lot of other indie filmmakers' pages that we try to support and promote. So I want to thank Diego for having having me on the This Is Happening podcast. On the This Is Happening podcast. Thanks. This This entire episode has been scripted. And I want to thank him for having me on here. It was a great script. A great night. Gracias, man. I thought we were going to talk some politics tonight, just for fun. I was going to make that joke earlier, but I got drunk and forgot. <laughs> actually, Thomas and I are actually a great example. We're actually we're going to overtime now. We're actually a great example of people. Guys, when you're on Facebook, relax. Thomas and I, we, we disagree on a lot of things, but you know what? We're still friends. You know Chillax, what? man. You know, don't, don't take shit personal, you know what I'm saying? Like If, if you're all like, oh, I love I love Hillary Clinton. And the other person's like, Fuck Hillary. She's just an example. By the way, Hillary's coming on yeah, she's in she's the next she's segment. I'm actually having her husband on uh, I'm having her co husband on uh, on my uh, podcast called Movie <laughs> Marks. But yeah, I remember saying like this is the perfect they don't take Facebook too seriously. If you have a disagreement, yeah, debate it because you know what, most of my debates are out of boredom. Right. Like, I'm bored at work, right. so yeah, let's 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 debate. But it's not personal, it's not like you know, like, like let's just say, let's just say if Thomas, even though we're both, I think we're both on the same spectrum on this debate, yep. let's just say Thomas is pro-gun, and let's just say I'm anti, which I'm not. If we have that disagreement, that shouldn't end the friendship. It should be like, well, statistics say this, well, statistics say that, and we just go back and forth, and we just have a good time. Guys, relax. Yeah, You know, relax. We're just friends. Just have opinions. Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. So, all I'm saying is, don't let social media ruin friendships. Unless, unless you're like Hulk Hogan and you get caught in a sex tape with your best friend's wife, and then, then yeah, and if you end things uh of things, then, then, then uh, social media should ruin your life. But other than that, yeah, he's the Hulkster dude. Yeah, here we go. There we go. He'll be back, brother. He'll be back, brother. Yeah.
0: So yeah.
1: on that note, uh, check out Thomas Ryan. We're gonna put up all the links on on our website for Yeah man, check it out. He's gonna send me all the check m- embeds. Check I'm not that good at HTML. Check it out. So good times. Thank you for listening. And we'll catch you next week. Uh, up future episodes we're gonna have Miss Lily Stitches, her mm-hmm. last dancer. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have the rock band Orin. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have uh, Lydia Vengeance. She does she's like a fetish model. And uh, if I forgot anyone else, my bad. Oh yeah, Joshua stand up comic. So that should be good times. We'll in, you you fucking maniacs. Right. Brothers.
0: Insert catchphrase here. Alright, so last night, uh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was talking to this girl, it was kind of depressing. Uh, like, you know, I'm trying to hit on her, and I, I realized I was failing epically. So I just, so so I start talking to my boy, and we look up a, like exercise videos, even though we're drunk as fuck, and I'm like, you know what? You know what's a good idea to do when you're drunk? Handstand push ups. <laughs> No, that's an odd fetish. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're, we're starting to hide. Wow, you're jumping. You're jumping. You're jumping the, you're jumping the gun. we no, I, I got. I got. He just said it was odd, me. The, in, in. Yeah, he said odd fetish. Just, whatever. So, uh, so my boy, he takes off his shirt to to spot me, and then I take off my shirt. That's what you call it now, huh? Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're doing like homoerotic spotting, and now and now the girl was going nuts over it. She's just like, yeah. She's like, so all over the place. Which, no, no one can see what I'm doing, but you guys can uh, imagine. Like so she's all like, Oh yeah, oh grab this junk and I'm like What I the hell? Oh, Women always go I'm telling you, you missed that first episode of Dominican Kid. Women love like homoerotic gay shit, they love it. So oh, yeah. then so then I got drunker and I started squatting my boy and now now he's he's topless, I'm topless, and I'm squatting him, he's on my shoulders, and now she's now like she's jizzing everywhere, splooging. It's like yeah So just what you call when you squat all the way to the floor and up and she's all like yeah, ass to ass, ass to ass Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she was going nuts over it. So. I love that voice you're doing. It sounds like an old British woman. No, like, it sounds like, you know, the, the, what do you call this? The whistler ass The wish. <laughs> 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 I want to see ass to ass! She was going full retard, bro. She, she was going ballistic. Because the whole day she kept calling me either asshole or Nick Carter. The fuck <laughs> Nick wow. Carter? He's a, backst- a blonde Backstreet Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Carter. Wow so all day all day long today she's been texting me photos of Nick Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid to look at my phone. Touché Touché Oh man. Everybody. Yes, she... Every Blonde did. Yeah. You are where they can't see your hair color, right? Well, they, they, they see no, they I've seen the photos on a website. Yeah, there you go. Wait, which website though? ThisIsHappeningPodcast.com, our website. <laughs> Part of the This Is Happening podcast band, man. Thomas Ryan, good dude. We argue a lot on Facebook, but we're cool as hell in person because you know things like that. So we're shooting live from our from our home studio at uh, this Mesa Pico Bay. <laughs> you said that yesterday. Look, truthfully, we, we live with La Lorena. All right. I'm I'm drunk as fuck. I don't even know In where I am. In <laughs> the triangles, I Bermuda There you go. <laughs> See, this is what okay.
1: you get when you're Trifoli, listening to the We live
0: with La Lorena. She's a great, great host. Shut up!
1: Okay, what? what is she about? is. Who? Shut
0: so. up. By the way, for the record, right. that's our our <laughs> one of our revolving revolving guests, uh, the Dominican kid, the one with the funny accent. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> that's not me. <laughs> Alright, so so what we're going to do, since we're running out of time of this episode, we're going to do a quick preview of what we want to discuss next week. Hector, what do you want to discuss about next week? I want to talk about odd fetishes. And I'm not talking about, like, the typical kinks, like, you know, people shitting on each other. I'm talking about the things that make no sense why they turn you on. Like that chick from England who was really sexually attracted to a brick wall. And then when they tore it down, she took a piece of it home with her. I want to know if, like, I want to know if, like, m- mundane things ever excite anyone. Like, if there's ever been someone that has, like, a, like, a math fetish. Like, their idea of porn is just some chick on a table doing, like, fractions. Well, Damn. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's what we're going to discuss next week. And if it exists, it's called Rule 34. Yeah. I don't know why I'm looking at the Dominican kid. He doesn't even know how to count. <laughs> he doesn't know how to count past well, 13. Yes. See, there is. <laughs> He's... He's not. He, he's nodding quietly in approval right now. Yeah, he's thinking like, yeah, that's right. Fucking numbers. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sexy. <laughs> so that'll wrap us up for this week's episode. Next week we'll be joined by stand-up comic Josh Wells, Monkey Man will be here. here do your noise. <laughs> uh, Hector, of course, and the Dominican kid. So yeah. let's wrap up. Plátano. <laughs> that's his catchphrase, and that's what we we. It's funny. We pay one in bananas, and we pay the other one platanoes.
1: <laughs> you get a and, and a banana.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's hey, all right. hey, hey, hey! Don't change. Don't <laughs> change the dynamic. No, don't change the dynamic. All right. Oh, I, insert my catchphrase my here. Ah, oh,
1: bitch! Forgot a hit stop. <laughs> <laughs>